you mentioned the short passes to get Montel's confidence going. Well, same philosophy to try to get Tony the ball early with that force speed him to get him going too. Yeah, I think the only way you can guarantee uh, guarantee Tony t- Tony touches, you know, in a pass game, you got to throw it to the guy who's who's open or who. But in the run game, you know, when we we ended up putting a personnel group with four wide receivers and one tight end. You know, now they're 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 playing it for empty. You know, and now Tony's the back in the backfield and giving you an opportunity to get to the edge. And obviously, it was a big play early in the game. Charlie, it's 10-10, early fourth quarter, and you got third and nine. How big a lift is that McKay touchdown? Well, it, you know, we've gotten in a plus territory a few times, but, you know, hadn't really done much at, at that time. So I, that play, I thought that play was one of the, the turning point in the game, you know, because the guy took a shot at it, you know, and then Justin held on to it, and when he turned around, you knew he was going. But, you know, you're, you're finally feeling that, okay, there's 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 a big play that you know could put us in position to win the game. Was it good to have one of those plays go your way? Pardon me. Was it good to have one of those plays go your way? Yeah, uh, I, I I try not to look at it exactly that way, but the I'd be lying if I didn't say yes. So I will emphatically agree with you on that one. Does it mean more, or do you not think this way, or that you know, for a kid like Justin who's had so many ups and downs in his career? To, to deliver a play like that at senior year, all that stuff. That's good for Justin because, like I said last week when the game was over, I only called out a few people as having having really big games, and I said sometimes you don't see it in the production. Well, now him getting an opportunity to make a big play like that, to, you know, it's almost like payback for all the hard work, all the hard work you put in. Uh, Jake Love made a couple of huge plays. I actually called him out. The only player I called out at the end of the in the locker room after the game was Jake Love for those back-to-back plays, because I, like you, felt that those two plays seemed to take the the wind out of the sail. You know, we had just taken the lead. Now they got the ball back, and you know it's, they're still only down seven. But Jake makes those two plays. First of all, on the screen when they got three guys out there, and he's the only guy that was close. And then he comes back right the next play and gets another tackle for a loss. And I think that those two plays, you know, kind of help seal the game. Is that him being put in the right spots or is that him just working? I think that, you know, he was in the right area, but still now it's just being a football player. Yeah. Because, you know, I saw, you know, their coaches, you know, kind of mad at their linemen out in front. But, you know, you get these big linemen lumbering out there to try, you tell them to go block these guys in space. Sometimes it's easier said than done, and I think that Jake kind of squirmed his way through there, and you know, on the first one, and I think the first one was big, and the second one was just as big. You just talked about lineman blocking in space. How big was the block by Pat Lewandowski that kind of sprung Corey Avery there at the end? Yeah, that uh, that that whole play is dependent on the tackle getting a, getting the block on the second level. The whole play. Is designed around the tackle doing that, and when he got in the way, next thing you know, it's a score, and it's a two-score game. The game's basically over. Charlie, you guys went up seven, and then you had a couple of possessions there. We maybe could add it to it. What was kind of the blocks on those drives, and you went to Mike one of them. What was kind of the thinking there? Well, Rustin, I think maybe you should ask your fraternity brother what he thinks. You know, making maybe he can call over here and see what he thinks and. We'll go to the next question. 
earlier in the third quarter, you had marched down the field a little bit and, and had the third one, I think, and you put Michael in there? Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't put him in there. John put him in there. Good point, yeah. Uh, any idea how that's called or why Well, because the quarterback, because Michael is more of a power, a power runner. You can run quarterback power and quarterback counter. We don't run those plays with Montel. You know, we run reads with Montel, but we don't run power plays with Montel. Well, I think that Tony's big play early in the game, you know, kind of sparked everything. But uh, I, my biggest concern actually was the delay. You know, because you know, for those of you who've been around here now, two years ago. When we played against Oklahoma State, the game's close. We have a delay. We come out flat. They they stop us. We go to Baylor. It's 21 to 14 at halftime. There's a delay. We come out and they stop us. So I the thing that not so much the first quarter start, but you know the the early start in the third quarter, I think that that was just as big because of how our track record had been in previous delays. Like, we're in a locker room. We have no idea how long the delay is going to be. You know, we were actually, I was actually told it was going to be at least 45 minutes. So, you know, we, we kept their equipment on because they weren't really sure how long the delay was going to be. But, you know, we had we talked till, we were, till the cows come home about, you know, how to handle lightning delays. But I thought that both the very start of the game on off, uh, you know, with the big play with Tony, but just as importantly, the start of the third quarter, after the after the, a little bit of an extended break, I thought that was big. Where you know, I felt comfortable that you know we were going to play, we were going to play hard for, play hard and have a legitimate chance of you know winning the game. Have you ever heard a, a game official announce a penalty on quote everybody but the center? Well, he, he could have rephrased it. And said the center is a, and used any phrase you'd like to, you know, you know. But you know that's not the way he chose to word it, you know. So he chose to word it that, you know, everyone else was wrong, but not the center. Needless to say, that will be worded quite different, you know, tomorrow when we're when we're in our team. Like the D line got pretty good pressure on the quarterback. What do you think on their play? I was actually they had pressure all night. I was disappointed in the first half. Because some of the plays they actually made in the first half, the quarterback's 8 for 12 in the first half, and about three or four times, I think he's going down. And he scrambled the one time for 25 yards. So a couple of their completions in that, you know, we're hanging all over him. But I thought he was under, I thought he was under good, good pressure most of the evening, you know, in the first half and the second half, which was good to see. You know, because we haven't, you know, that hasn't shown up here in the first two games. In terms of getting the passing game going, how important was Jimmy dying today? Well, when they started playing the way they did and the way they played in coverage, okay, where they were dropping their weak safety down to try to take away the run to the weak side, and then widening their nickel outside, outside and dropping their safety, having their safety over the top, where the natural hole was, was where Jamei was. So, I mean, it was important for Montel and Jamei to make a few plays in there, and they did. It was important. When you go back to that, when you, when John put Cummings in on the third and one, and then you had the fourth and one, 
and you, you called the timeout and went for the field goal. Well, we were trying to draw them off sides, sure. you know, and we had we had a conversation about going for it or not. But you're me now. We've had we've had three third and ones in the game and haven't converted on any of them yet. Right. All right. So you know you're making the decision. Well, do you give play, your players confidence and say that you're going to go for it, or hey, look, we missed a field goal. Okay, but the right thing to do in that situation was to regain the lead. You know, unfortunately, the kicker didn't help me out on that one right there. So, you know, I don't exactly look like a brain surgeon, but I definitely, I definitely felt that was by far the right thing to do based off of what we had done in short yardage at that point in the game. You said on Tuesday that you were disappointed in last week's game that when negative plays happened, the players didn't move on. How do you feel the team yeah. today? I thought I thought it was significant improvement. You know, I, I don't think that they harped on harped on things because, you know, you know there was a, number, a period in the game where we had, a, a, I don't know if it was two or three. It seemed like three and outs. Maybe maybe there's a first down in there, but they're kind of driving a little bit, even though they're not scoring. They're out there for multiple plays, and the offense is off the field too quick. You know, and I think you know I think that. The difference between last week and this week is no one ever, you know, no one. I wouldn't say panic. No one ever looked like they were down. Like, oh no, this isn't, this isn't gonna go. You just keep fighting through it and fighting for another way, and then you end up making some plays. We didn't run the ball enough in the first half, but a lot of those bubbles really are runs. You know, so when you're gaining five yards on those bubbles, you know, in first and ten, that's like a, that's a, like a five-yard outside run. So, you know, you have to understand the way we're thinking. You know, we had only called about, we only ran the ball about five or six times in the first half. But then we completed, I don't know, 15, at least seemed like 15 bubbles out there, which are all to us sort of like outside runs. There were a few breakdowns, obviously, but how'd you feel the guys that, that had to start for, for Smithburg and Damon did? Um, well, this was a, this was a tough week, you know. I told you last week that I had some guys that were sick. Well, really, Damon practiced all week. You know, Damon practiced right through Thursday, and then you know on Friday they said he couldn't go. Now Damon, you know, Smithburg came in on Monday. Uh, excuse me, on Wednesday, and we're at meetings in the morning, and told Coach Reagan, I'm not feeling very good, so he sent him to the trainer. Trainer sends him to the doctor, and that afternoon he's getting his appendix out. I mean, so, I mean, this is, you know, when you lose two-fifths of your starters in, in two days, you know, one, you, you knew you were going to lose, but Damon, we didn't know where to, we, you know, that happened, you know, that didn't happen until Thursday. I mean, so it was, you know, it probably led to some of the pressure in the first half, you know, pressure in the first half, and, and uh, I don't know because I haven't talked to John yet, but my, 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 might have scared him off of a couple more runs being called in the first half. But I think that once he felt things had settled down in the second half, I think you know he went back to giving it to DeAndre and Corey a lot more. On maybe the, the drive or two drives ahead of uh, the Jake Love plays, Courtney Arnick actually I think made back-to-back -back plays where he had the tackle and then the sack. How much does that help you guys to have that depth at linebacker where you feel you can take guys like Heaney and, and Love out? Yeah, I think that Court, Courtney's, the, it seemed like the whole sideline was all jacked up when he came off right there. So uh, it's always good when a player makes a play and the players are off the field and they're just as excited as when they're on the field. You know, 
you know, Courtney, Courtney showed up today, and that was that was that was good because, you know, as, especially as we get ready today, the pace of the game wasn't very fast on their part. You know, they're a, they huddle and you know that it's not a fast-paced game. We know that those fast-paced teams are on the horizon, and guys like Courtney Arnick and that that when you have confidence, they can come in and make a, make plays. That that that's a good thing. Do you think in terms of that, how this translates? I mean, this win and this effort, how it would translate to the Big 12 conference? I, in this case, I only translate it to Texas. Okay. I'm short-sighted. I just, you know, just translate it. You know, Texas is pretty salty on defense. They've roughed us, they've, they roughed us up up front pretty good last year at their place right there. I think they'll try to do the same thing again. You know, so there's you, you always look at the correlations that you can. You know, and I think that... When you look any more than one game ahead, you know you, you you can't do that. I mean, we're not good enough to do that. You know, we can't and we can't look at any game and say, well, we're good with that one. We're we're okay with that one. Let's just worry about the next one. You know, we're not we're not good enough to do that against anybody. How encouraging was this finish? I mean, it's 10-10 going into the last quarter, and it's anybody's game, and you guys get two big plays and pull it out pretty convincingly. I wish you'd just be able to see, well, I shouldn't say this because Katie would then take advantage of, of this comment, so let me reword it. The, lo- the locker room it was as happy as the locker room as we've, as we've had in a long time. I mean, those, those guys knew that the fourth quarter, it really could go out anyway now. We very easily could have lost that game. But, you know, the fourth quarter, they, they made a bunch of big plays, you know, turnovers on defense, stops. You know, big plays on offense, both the play to McKay and the screen pass to Corey. You know, you know, I think that you know the players are in good spirits, but they realize, you know, we got a lot of work, a lot of work to do to if we're going to have a chance to, you know, have a chance to win next week at homecoming against Texas. We got we got a lot of work to do. Charlie, you have any idea how long Smith might be out for? I know those. Things. Usually, a I. I had Castle, and he was back in seven days. You know, so he had it on Monday, and the next month he wanted to play that week. You know, he really did. He wanted to play, and I remember that game in San Diego. I'm glad he didn't play because it didn't go too well. You know, but I also remember him playing the next week and almost beating the Rams single-handedly. So I think Smithberg, he'll probably be cleared sometime in the middle, middle to end of next week. So I think that there's a possibility that he could play. Usually it's seven to ten days, you know. And the amazing part about it, he gets to operate on Wednesday afternoon. Thursday morning we have meetings at 7.30. He's in there. You know, it's amazing modern modern medicine. You know, I was like, what are you doing here? He goes, well, we got meetings, don't we? You know, so he wants to get back out here. And, a whole, and I'm hoping Damon will be back too, but, you know. You know, it, that, that caught us a little bit off guard. I had said that some people were sick. Just, you know, go with the medical staff. I, I trust their judgment with, with, with all those things. What was this week like for you coming off Durham and the tough game? You know, you find out who your friends are when you go on the road and play a game like that. As you well, the first, this week, you the first thing I do is turn my computer off. <laughs> I literally turn it off. I don't not go on it, I turn it off. Um, has it been off all week? 
It only got turned on today because my, my wife was going to be here in case she wanted to go on the computer. So because I sleep in my office, okay, and I have the computer off, I'm oblivious to the real world. I barely know what's going on with ISIS, to tell you the truth. I mean, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really oblivious, you know. And I think that, it, not to use a coaching phrase, but you know, under the guys I work with, they always believed in what they used to call a bunker mentality. You just got to work your way out of it. You go dig, dig yourself in and try, try to dig yourself out, and that's what we tried to do this week, you know. So I give credit to the coaching staff and the players for you know not throwing in the towel and just going through the motions, but, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. You know, that's you know that's why we're in these positions. That's what we're supposed to do. All right, we good? Anyone else? Thank you. Thanks, Coach. <laughs>